Welcome to The Pestle, reviewing and breaking down movies to look for insights into the movie-making process. Hosted by Nightmares. They attack when you can't see it coming. Sneaky buggers. Now, let's dim the lights and not fall asleep. Welcome, everybody, to The Pestle. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Hawkins National Laboratory. We just research things. Nothing too crazy, just normal, everyday stuff. Not sure why we're even advertising. Ignore us at Hawkins National Laboratory. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to the vessel. I am Wes, and I am Todd, and we're filmmakers. We dive into and now analyze films uh, based on what we think is happening within the film, whether that's story, uh, writing, cinematography, any acting performance. Uh, any number of things. A lot goes into every single film, and we try to bring a little bit of what we've learned along the way into dissecting films. Yeah. And so, without further ado, uh, we're we're on a mission today. We just finished recording The Northman, and we're doubling up, coincidentally, uh, with another movie about doubles. What are we What are we doing today? Today we're covering the film Duel, D-U-A-L, which is out in theaters as we speak, but uh, might possibly be streaming soon. So if you haven't seen the film, please pause this and go watch it because uh, we're going to spoil a a ton of stuff. Yeah, Uh, we'll look at a couple of things and discuss a few more. Uh, I want to look at a little bit of the story and writing, especially the tone of the film, uh, and also the quote-unquote boring finale. Uh, that they set up in the film. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll look at that and other such stuff and things and stuff. Did I read that wrong? No, that that's weird. just a weird framed sentence. I did not write that one. Um, okay. But when she All recovers, right, her attempts to have her clone... these. Oh, I need a comma. That's what it is, yeah. Okay, okay. Work. Can I read that again? Sure. <laughs> okay. Quick synopsis of the film. The first time I've read it. Uh, a woman opts for a cloning procedure after she receives a terminal diagnosis... But when she recovers, her attempts to have her clone decommissioned fail, leading to a court-mandated duel to the death. Written and directed by Riley Stearns. Cinematography by Michael Reagan. Starring Karen Gillan as Sarah. Aaron Paul as Trent. Beulah Cole as Peter. And Maja Paunio as Sarah's mother. Hi, I'm currently dying. And I would like to schedule a consultation. Sarah. Hi there. I'm sure you're familiar with the process. When you know you're going to die, you can have yourself cloned. You have very clean skin. I like your shirt. But life has thrown you a curveball. You're not dying anymore. The duel to the death will be in approximately one year. Wait. Did you say duel to the death? You can't have two of you walking around forever. It'd be ridiculous. Do you want to live? Yes. I don't believe you. I may be a size smaller than you. I'm going to kill her. A properly trained human body is a weapon. You're pretending to be me while I'm still alive? Even if I can't be with her, I don't want to be with you. Always use the gun if it's an option. I find 
guns to be boring and overused. If it's the difference between life and death, it's okay to be boring. Your mental tricks aren't going to work. Taking over my life was the plan, not stealing it. This is my life. She's not going to take it from me. What are my chances? Zero. Nothing is ever absolutely certain, though this most certainly is. I really value your friendship. I'll miss that when you die. Speaking of which, any updates? I didn't watch a preview walking into this. I keep a, my eye on the the trades. And so like, I think deadline has a, a an easy way to kind of keep your eye on things that have been acquired. So, Hey, guess what? You know, Netflix just acquired this documentary or whatever. And so they're constantly putting out information about things that have been acquired and what their schedule is in terms of this is going to be released in theaters or this is going to direct streaming. And so they kind of give you some, some info on that. And whenever I saw Karen Gillan and Aaron Paul in a film, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And I opened up that trade and that, that story. And it was like, Oh, it's a, it's a sci-fi about a duel between uh, a clone and her original. And that was it. That was all I knew about this walking into it. And so in my head, I went in expecting kind of Alex Garland ex machina, you know, drama. And of course that was not what this was at all. Um, and so I was like very surprised. And before I get to my reaction to it, I'm dying to know, like, I assume you <laughs> had the same experience, like, cause I told you what this movie yeah. was about. Um, and I assume you didn't catch a trailer. No. And so I'm curious, I'm dying to know, like, what did you think of this thing, man? Man. Okay. So, so let me just, first off really quickly, I just, I could, there was only one or two theaters in the entire San Francisco area that were playing this. And so I had to drive into the city to see it. And that was super stressful. It's very hard driving in, in San Francisco for me, but, uh, so I was already a little bit flustered. And so I sit down and the first thing I thought, because I was, as I was, and it took me over an hour to get there. And the first thing I thought was this better be good. And so the Ouch. first thing that I, that I felt when it's, I, the acting started mm-hmm. was not the first, you know, the first thing that we see is the, the duel between, uh-huh. between the, the guy and stuff, but the actual acting of like Karen Gillan was, oh, this is going to be bad. Oh, this is going to be real bad because, <laughs> because of the way that they acted, that everyone acted. But then when I realized, oh, that's just how this world people are, I started like really sitting in with it and like kind of like knowing how a response should be and and understanding it a lot more. And I I loved this movie. Oh, nice. (laughs) I I loved it because of that, only because of that. If it was if it was because I I. Okay, this whole like Hunger Games shit where you got to yeah. fight people to the death. I hate that. I think yeah. it I think honestly that's the worst part of this movie is is that because it's just I don't know. I think I just feel like it's overdone. It's mm-hmm. been done for so long since Hunger Games. There's been so many movies where this happens. And uh and so it's really annoying and I feel like it's a cop out in most cases. But with this because everybody is acting so strangely and so very direct <laughs> And and maybe indirect by being direct in yeah. ways like the doctor is very much like that. 
uh, it was actually fun in throughout. And, and I was trying to understand while I was watching, I was like, why would they do that? Like, why would, would Riley Stearns create this world where people act like this? And I, the way that the thing that I got from it, and I don't know if this is right or not, is that they're saying and doing things that we don't actually say and do, but mm-hmm. we might think, right? So like, for example, when the, when the clone, when the mother loves the clone more, right? She's very direct in that this is now my daughter and why are you here? I thought you were supposed to die a long time ago. You know, I don't, a mother would never probably say that, but like there might be a piece that the mother is like, oh, this is a better version of my daughter because she answers when I call, you know, and, and she comes to visit me and things that my actual daughter doesn't do. You know, it's like these wishful things. The the husband, right, loves the clone more because the clone is a size smaller and has better skin and takes care of herself and whatever, has better tasting clothes and like does things for him that she won't. And, and so there's these things that we don't expressly say, but they actually say them. And so it was, it was this whole other world, right? And I expected the clone aspect to be a much bigger, you know, like cloning aspect to be a much bigger st- part of the story. And it wasn't. It was like, oh, it'll take about an hour. <laughs> it's like, and we have a, sh- a shot of her waiting in the waiting room and then she's back in and there's the clone. And it's exactly like her and walking around and talking and whatever. And it was it was very fanatical because no in no way, shape or form would this would this ever exist in today? It Like, you know, in our world. Right. There's no way. But at least, you know, you imagine, but it was just, okay, what if, and that's the question, what if it did, what, you know, what would happen? And I, I loved the interaction with, with Sarah and Trent and, uh, the whole insinuation that Trent has of, uh, when she asked for a free month of training, he said, Oh, we can make, we can make some arrangements. You know, mutually beneficial. <laughs> right, right. I loved the insinuation, and that we find out what the insinuation meant and had nothing to do with what we thought it might mean. I enjoyed the shit out of that, and and there was I loved that she was looking up porn when her husband calls her and he's away, and she's masturbating. Like all of these things that like, and it's a weird porn too. It's like they're they're in the it's a pool orgy in the backyard of a confirmed haunted house <laughs> very specific so very specific. specific uh and that's that's it through the whole movie everything's oddly specific but the ending it comes down to this whole notion of the grass is always greener until you have that yard and you're in that yard and all of a sudden you realize oh that yard is just as fucked up as the yard i left and and i've but i've put myself here and I made the decisions that put myself here. And it's this, it leads back to this one little thread. And you're trying to find out what is the thread. You don't know what the damn thread is almost the whole movie. I mean, you kind of maybe do, but but then later on, you you feel it because she's, the clone is not really super happy towards the end. And she's starting to understand maybe she wants her own life and doesn't like the life that she's taken over. But she also doesn't want to die at the same time. And so she has to make it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I really 
enjoyed it. And the more I thought about it, the more I enjoyed it. And honestly, I could watch it again and probably enjoy it a lot more. I thought that the casting of Aaron Paul was perfect in that role. I thought he killed it. Uh, and and their relationship throughout the whole thing was wonderful, wonderfully platonic, and and because if it was, it would have just felt weird if it, things had got physical between them. It yeah. would have felt like eh, it's not really what I feel like this world is about necessarily. I feel like it's something else, and they gave us the something else. Let's go. Yeah, I largely had uh, the same experience. Like I walked in again expecting something very dramatic and you know cerebral and it really wasn't but they set it up so well right because they open on that duel and it's brutal like you have spectators sitting around applauding and you're on a football field and it feels like you're watching a football game right you have this hard lighting and people golf clapping and and this guy gets shot in the chest with an arrow and you're just like did that get his heart is he about to kill over and you're just assuming this guy's about to, you know, die. And the the music, everything's very intense. The lighting, all of it is is really serious. The tone is, and it ends with this violent stabbing. And you're just like, whoa. And then, you know, we move into this kind of slightly strained, awkward conversation between her and her husband. And you're like, okay, or her boyfriend. And you're just like, okay. But, but it still feels fairly serious. And she has that nightmare or she's at a diner with her mom and she starts eating those pennies and then she starts vomiting pennies. And you're just like, what is going on? And then of course she wakes up and she's been bleeding everywhere. And I was like, Oh, that's genius. Like in your dream, you interpreted that blood as the taste of metallic, you know, pennies. Uh, and that's just a genius little string. Uh, but the tone is still very ominous and dark. Uh, and then we meet the doctor and there's this really strong move to absurdism, right? Without giving up the tone. And it's a great contrast to heighten the comedy, right? The characters themselves are very serious, but then they're taking themselves very seriously. But so does this to- the, the film's like cinematography and score. They never betray this idea that this is all very serious. Instead, what they do um, is not just give you this deadpan humor, a la Will Ferrell, but it's everyone taking it seriously, but writing really absurd situations and, and dialogue. And like you said, it's very blunt. Everything everyone says is blunt force trauma to your face. Like they're, they're not going to hold back. They're going to say exactly what they're thinking and feeling, which is completely contradictory to a serious tone, uh, given the things that they're saying and kind of the, the absurd situation. Like, yeah, we don't, instead of, you know, being horrified that there's a clone of you out there. We actually just like your clone more <laughs> and yeah. we're going to adopt her because um, she's awesome and you're not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just beautiful. And the doctor herself is just so weird. She's strange and hilarious. And it's that twist uh, where you're, she's trying to get clarity on her odds of living. And the doctor's sitting here saying, well, there's a 90% chance that you're going to die. She's like, oh, what about the, the 2% chance? 98%, yeah. yeah. And she's like, what 2%? You said that if there's a 98% chance I'm going to die. Oh, that's margin of error. You're absolutely going to die. There's 0% chance you're going to live. Yeah, but 90%, well, you know, margin of error. But this is like hitting a curveball, which is a notoriously difficult pitch to hit for a baseball batter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she belabors this analogy. Yeah. By, it ends it with saying... But ultimately, 
you do not even have a bat. Therefore, <laughs> you cannot hit this pitch. <laughs> like, yeah. But we're never told what the illness is. Never. And that's the extra layer of absurdism is that everything in this world is incredibly vague, even as the characters are, are specifically attacking each other. Everything is everything else is vague, right? His job, what does he do? We have no idea. We know he's a boss of something and that his employee gets an award that's ultimately meaningless, but it helps morale, right? We don't know anything about his job. Uh, we don't know anything about the disease itself. Um, it's something to do with your stomach and it's very rare, but it's absolutely going to kill you. We don't know what it is, but we absolutely know this. You will die from it. <laughs> like yeah. the, the cloning process is incredibly vague, let alone the cost of it. Um, they tell you nothing. They keep everything completely abstract and vague while maintaining this absolute certainty about all of it. And that contrast is uh, there's a lot of humor buried in there. And even the uh, the accents are all over the place. Like we have a lot of British people, uh, but we have a lot of American accents too. And the, I think they, they give it this perfect pitch with the little girls. We run into these two little twins who have British accents and you come to, to find out one of them died and was kidnapped and killed. And the parents just replaced her. <laughs> she, they just yeah. came, came back with another. And the little girl has no idea. But then we meet the mom. And she has this American accent. Like it, they're just being as ridiculous as humanly possible. And that's, that's kind of the tone uh, in a nutshell, right? Where everyone is monotone. There's as little inflection as possible and delivering your performance. The performance itself is flat, not just, you know, the the vocal aspect, but also the delivery and the physicality. They keep it as flat as possible. They're doing their dance routine and it's the most emotionless dance you've ever seen. Um, they're just going through the motions. Everyone just kind of goes through the motions, uh, which I think is speaking to that, uh, the heart of maybe the film itself where you're, you're describing like it's greener on the other side. And that's because people aren't really owning their life and no one's really owning their existence. Everything's flat. Everything's going through the motions. But I also love that they kind of call it out briefly in this video that she's watching. She finds out from the doctor, you can get a replacement and that'll prevent. And I love that whole scenario. Like, well, the next thing you should do is, is to decide on your funeral. <laughs> like, You feel healthy. You just worked out, but you're, you need to plan your funeral now. I, for instance, I want to be I want to be buried to create a feeling of obligation for my family to visit me after I die. <laughs> it's all of these things, yeah. yeah. And she goes home and she watches this replacement video, and they kind of, and she just kind of jumps around. She skips through uh, this really weird and wacky, silly, you know, corporate video about the cloning process. And he says right there in the video, there was a time when cloning was viewed as this absurd science fiction cut, and she moves on. And they're calling what we're watching now an absurd science fiction uh, movie. And everything about it is absurd and silly and ridiculous. Um, and I love that they just kind of put that right there. And of course, at the end of the video, he lets you know that he himself is a replacement. And he gets his kids and his kids kind of scoot away from him. And the wife flinches at the end when he tries to kiss her. <laughs> and it's, yeah, so it's great. telling you on its face what it is without like making you understand it. Like you feel it and you, you start laughing without being told to laugh necessarily. And I love that aspect of it. And the symbolism for me, like we, we were kind of dancing around it. I don't know. I think you can kind of pick your, your adventure here, right? Is it a conversation or maybe a satire about abortion? 
right? She, it's a 10 month period before she finds out she's going to live. It's basically the, the time of, you know, conception to birth. And so at a certain point after, you know, it's confirmed that she's going to be okay. She's now forced to live with this thing, you know, her, her decision to, to go forward and have this clone of herself. Right. And ultimately this thing takes over her life. Uh, and so there, you could make an argument that this is a conversation about abortion, um, and right to life or something, or you could also look at it in terms of, I don't know, maybe hypergamy, the sense that everyone is trying to improve their life with a better person because uh, you have the, the boyfriend, right? Who's deciding, I don't like you. I like this other version. That's exactly like you, uh, except better. Um, and everyone's trying to upgrade their life in these little weird ways. Maybe science and medicine is under the microscope in some degrees or another. Uh, even death is being analyzed, right? The doctor just talking about the way you decide to die and have your family handle your death could be satirical and just saying what the impact you're, you're implying that you want to have on your family by the way you want to be uh, handled posthumously. There's, there's a way to analyze that. It's harpooning everything and at the same time, nothing. Um, it's, it's very much, I feel like you decide, you choose. What uh, did you call it? What is it? You what? called it a thing where you were uh, hypergamy? Every, everyone trying to improve their life incrementally. Yeah. I mean, generally it's used in the standpoint of class like trying to move above your class or oh. above your, your cast. And so it's idea of you're trying to get into the next stratosphere. And so technically on a technical level, this movie oh. isn't that, but I'm just trying to get across the idea of self grabbing onto a, a, an improving improvement in your, your own yeah. life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Think I never heard that, that term. So that, yeah. thanks for educating me there. I, that's what I got from it. Yeah. I, I'd never, I, well, I mean the, 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 Abortion idea is actually very interesting. Now that you bring it up, I never once even thought of that. So that's really interesting. The whole thing feeling that I had was more of that, which was you always have this version of you that's better in your head and it en eventually ends up killing you, right? Because you spend your whole life trying to reach that or get that extra little, you know, inch or whatever, be that for other people, right? I want to be this for him. I want to be this for, for her or whatever. And eventually ends up killing you. And even toward, even at the end, <laughs> the funniest part of the whole movie. And there was a dude in the theater who like laughed out loud when this happened when she drinks the water, she's like, Oh, I've brought some, I've brought some water so that we do not get dehydrated and let us, Oh, let us drink now. And she like drinks, he's like, let's drink more just to be safe. <laughs> and then she drinks a huge gulp and he like laughed out loud. And I was like, yeah, I kind of agree, you know, but I mean, <laughs> I guarantee you Coke doesn't help you live longer, hmm. but we drink it. You know what I mean? Like, in fact, it probably shortens your lifespan with every can, right? Or cigarettes or whatever. We The things we do kill us, you know, but we do them willingly. And so, you know, I sit there and I'm watching that and I'm like, why doesn't she ask questions? Why doesn't she ask, think to herself, uh, I'm about to duel to the death with this bitch. She probably put something in this water that she just brought and is asking me to drink more of. Uh, you know, or this doctor has just told me I'm going to die, but hasn't told me what of, you know, like, should I ask that question? But like, you know, and we constantly aren't asking, you know, specific, you know, questions in our lives too, which we probably could, but yeah. And then at the very end, her version of herself, her clone getting the life that she actually wanted. So her get becoming 
this has actually made her absolutely miserable and hate her life. So uh, that's kind of what I got from it. Yeah. But I, I do like the idea of the, the, the abortion aspect too. You, yeah. You can slice it so many ways. Yeah. And that finale is so good to me because they set you up for the, the real finale, but your expectation being this big violent ending. We spent the, what, 45 minutes, an hour of her training, getting ready to fight to the death, preparing her with these visual violent images, which was brilliant. Such a good touch that, you know, her training not only involves physicality and improving herself and getting ready and learning all the things, but also adjusting to the idea that you have to kill someone. And we're going to do it by getting, let's start by showing you violent images. And he makes her watch that movie. You always kill the ones you love. Which yeah. There's a lot you can tease out of that. Uh, yeah. And it's just this really bad movie. Barbara, you're my wife. <laughs> she, <laughs> so Barbara chops his arm off with a garbage disposal. Yeah. And they set up that ending by she struggles to recognize the poison. And he's like, yeah, this is, I saw you struggling with this one. This is poison. And, you know, it's just a woman with, you know, foam coming out of her mouth. And she like, oh, yeah. And he's like, look, poison is slow to act and not visually exciting, but it is effective or whatever. And they tie that in with the guns aspect uh, later where he's like, if you see a gun, get a gun. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess I just view guns as being boring. He's like, guns are boring and not visually exciting. But when it comes to life or death, it's okay to be boring. When it comes to life or death, it's okay to be boring. It's okay to poison someone because really the only point was to win. Um, right. And for the for the clone, what does she care? She has absolutely not spent the last year training, getting ready to kill this girl. Uh, instead, you know, she's now seeing, oh my god, my my original has been prepping, and she's gonna whoop my butt. But you know what I can do? I can trick her uh, and, and yep. poison her. And I love that she she hobbles across the field, and it's such a laborious act. Oh god, and you're just waiting, <laughs> and she gets there and. Your your instinct is, oh my God, did they actually fight it out in the in in the in the woods? And maybe did did Sarah actually win? Because she gets there and you immediately know, oh no, she didn't. Because the first thing out of her mouth is, sorry, I was late. I had car problem. What what problem did you have? I mistook the thing that turned left left or right, you know, for the pedal that made you stop or go. It happens to us all, that kind of thing. It was just, yeah. Like, oh, you're the idiot. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we see her struggling and cars are honking at her and she begins to break down and we see that she's uh completely wrecked her car because she doesn't know how to drive and she's driving the wrong way um in this in this roundabout and it's so good it's so weird uh yeah i ended up loving it and good. the thing that surprised me is i watched it twice and it landed the exact same way for me the second time cool all the jokes still land. I still got sucked into the serious tone at the beginning. And that doctor's visit still is hilarious. It still kind of twists the uh, the screw a little bit. And you're like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> um, and finally, totally. yeah, it, beautiful. I think it's just a really smart and well done uh, film. Uh, and I should have known if I had finally watched The Art of Self-Defense, which I haven't seen. I've heard it's good. Um, yeah. I might finally go back and watch it. It's got a Jesse Eisenberg and I might finally go check that out and see what it's about. But I agree. I think I will say, I think Aaron Paul struggled a little bit with flattening his performance. Like there was just a few times whenever he kind of let the cat out of the bag, but he was still 
fantastic. Karen Gillan is just nails. Uh, I think she is so incredibly talented. Um, and I hope she continues taking like these risks and, and gambling. My, my bitterness about the Marvel universe is that it stole a lot of really incredible actors to tell really great stories. I enjoy it. Look, I'm, I love Marvel. It's, I know, kitschy in its own way but i love it i think they're really well done films um and enjoyable but at the same time i still wish that they had found just slightly worse actors <laughs> so that <laughs> so that all of my favorite actors would oh, be going man. and making art house films <laughs> yeah understood like, like understood yeah yeah what is, what are you gonna recommend this week man oh uh shit i don't have a reco i'm sorry no, hold on you go you go first you okay go first then I I was afraid that you were going to beat me to the punch. And so I'm really glad. I'm going to recommend another film, not necessarily about cloning, but about self-improvement and genetic uh, variability. And I would say it's the more serious version of Duel, which is a, a throwback. And I think this is going to be one of those 50-50 situations. Half our viewers are like, oh yeah, that's a good throwback. And then the other half are going to be like, what did you just say? It's a movie called Gattaca. Oh my gosh. It stars Ethan Hawke and I think Jude Law, actually. And it's about the future. It's about genetic engineering of, of babies and improving them to the best of their ability. And then what happens if you can't afford that? What is what does the lives of children look like who can't afford to be genetically superior uh, to what to themselves? Yeah. And so it's a really philosophical and highly point poignant i think discussion that is highly uh, relevant in light of everything that's going on today uh, with CRISPR and gene editing um yeah so gattaca go check that out find it i think you'll appreciate the thoughtful uh analysis awesome awesome i I don't have a record nothing um i I don't have anything that i've seen that i would want to recommend fair enough any any uh podcasts or or music tunes anything uh oh well no i already recommended or i mentioned that song yeah, last week right yeah it's in, it's in the notes too uh, yeah it's in the notes i know you asked me for it um, um shit i'm really sorry nothing okay well I, 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 I had the first one and then i didn't think about the the next one <laughs> well if you want to find out what todd's is you're going to have to go to the show notes uh which you can do at the pestlepodcast.com slash duel and stay tuned for next week. We are going to, I believe, uh, is, this, is this right? Is this what we're doing? Yes, absolutely. Nice. Uh, stay tuned because as foretold, um, we are going to be diving into the Marvel uh, MCU. And we're going to take a look at the new film, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I think that's what it's called. I, I didn't actually double check the, the title. But it's the new Doctor Strange movie. And if you're enjoying the show, don't forget... Subscribe, review us on iTunes, leave us a note. If you want us to talk about a thing, we'll talk about that thing and do a mediocre job of it because, you know. Kind of what we do. Yeah. That other podcast that's really good at this, that's the better podcast. The grass <laughs> is always greener, Todd. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I, I do have one. I do have my Ooh, reco. What do you which got? I can either tell you later or I can tell you now. Uh, tell, uh, yeah, go for it. Later. Go for it. later. I'll tell you later. Okay. It's fine. Tell you later. Uh, so our quote of the day that we'll leave you with is from Talking Heads. And I just heard this song Did actually really? the other day. And I love this song so hard. <laughs> and you may ask yourself, how do I work this? And you may ask yourself, where is that large automobile? And you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful house. And you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful wife. So, so good. I wake up every single day and I'm like, how the heck 
Mm. Like what is, you know, if you, you, if you like, there are people that can plan for stuff like this, but there, most of us, we go day to day. We try to do the best we can each day. And then 10 years from now, we're like, how did we get here? One step at a time. Got us here. One decision at a time. It's, it's such a great, great song. Yeah. So, I love that. I, I, I thought, you know, it would be funny just to have something less serious for the for the quote. That's such an oddball song. There's such an oddball band. It's um, perfect. Out of film. an oddball era. Like the 80s yeah. were so weird. And yeah I, tonally I think it fits really well uh, and I'll link that in the show notes so if, if you haven't heard the song you should listen to that song it's it's funny um, and it's not it's not a typical song it, he, he's talking he's sing talking and it's it's beautiful but yeah he sings the chorus but yeah, yeah. the, the verses are and you may ask spoken. yourself self <laughs> so good so good lyrics are amazing in that track so good oh man Anyway, yes, thank you so much for suggesting this. It was definitely a journey to go see it, but it was really worth it. And I haven't seen a film like this in a long time, and I, I absolutely enjoyed it and can't wait for it to stream so I can see it again nice. uh, for a second time. Um, if you if you like this, please review us on iTunes. Like Wes said, share us with your friends, all that good stuff. It makes all the difference in the world. Uh, until next week, I'm Todd. I'm Wes. Go watch the movie.